It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 17th, 2020. My name is Philip Rossmark. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the NBA begins to fill in some of the details over its plan to return at Disney at the end of July, and why those details empower the players to make their decision. We'll talk about that coming up. Plus, Jonathan Isaac hopes to be in the bubble itself, leaving at least a small chance that he will return to play. Very, very small chance, though, is, is how I would phrase that. We'll talk a little bit of that, about that coming up in just a moment. Before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. We're following the Washington Wizards and Brooklyn Nets closely, obviously, with the upcoming bubble coming up. Uh, that that was that was repeating myself a little bit too much, but uh, you can check out those great podcasts wherever you download podcasts by searching for Locked On Wizards or Locked On Nets. Just like there's podcasts for the NBA, there's podcasts for the NFL, MLB, NHL, and college too. Sports is starting to kick back on. You want to follow your favorite teams. The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered. Download those podcasts today wherever you download podcasts. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. When the NBA announced their return to play plan a few weeks ago, it was noticeably light on details. Um, The only thing that we really knew is the format the season would take to finish the year and that it would take place at Disney. Everything else felt very much up in the air. But while there's been some outcry and some like, okay, like, yes, that's good, but but the details are what matter here. How are you going to test players? How are you going to keep players safe? All those other things, all those other things mattered. And there were people asking those questions. But I think generally the, the perception from fans is that the union and the, and, and the owner and the league we're on very solid footing, and while there are lots of details to straighten out, which I, I certainly pointed out as well, that they would come to an agreement. And, and really, it's only been in the last five days now that that seems to be a little bit upended. I, I would honestly say uh, Monday's interview on SportsCenter uh, with Adam Silver was the first time that I really felt like the NBA wasn't ahead of the curve, that that they didn't have all the answers or didn't have a firm grasp of things. And perhaps, truly, the devil is in the details. 
And I think what really took the NBA back in some respects is the movement that appears to be growing among players, or at least a, a thought among several key players, that playing and resuming the NBA season is not in everyone's best interest because of the attention it would take away from social justice causes that are sweeping the nation still and, and, and are at the forefront of, yes, a largely black league. I mean, there's there's no getting around it. You know, basketball is very much a part of that culture, and 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 I it's always spoken to that culture. The NBA's always had to deal with kind of racism under the surface uh, in, in a lot of ways, uh, in a lot of ways that still exists, to be honest. And and this is obviously this is a huge moment in our country uh, that that's going on, and and. and as I said the other day, there are no right answers here. You know, if a player is uncomfortable playing, they should not have to play. But like we always said, the devil is in the details. The details were going to matter. The details were going to inform how the league returns and whether the league is able to be successful in this return. Tuesday night, those details began to fill out. Sham Sharania and Sam Amick of The Athletic, as well as uh, reporters for ESPN and, and, other, and other outlets, obtained a copy of a memo that has been sent and circulated among players as well as teams. It's apparently a, 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 a more finalized version of the return to play plan that spells out a lot of the details of what the day-to-day life is going to be like for players in the bubble. And as importantly, been agreed to by the Players Association as well. Among the many, many things that have been reported on this on this document and, and in this agreement, teams will continue to do individual training at their team facilities, except the Raptors who will move to uh, move to Florida uh, early, not at Disney, but move to Florida early to, to complete their training at, at um, I believe it was West Florida. I want to I may have to double, or at Florida Gulf Coast, excuse me. So I'll be moving to Naples uh, to, to finish to, to finish off this hiatus. They'll continue that training, and then they'll uh, move to Disney in early July. And in early July, that's when training camps will begin. Everyone will conduct their training camp at the Disney site and then play scrimmages against other teams within the bubble. Teams will be separated into three separate hotels on Disney property, there are extreme social distancing guidelines uh, in place. Um, the NBA wants to have players wear, or at least not, if not players and team staff at least, wear uh, the magic bands uh, that, that they use at Disney for park entry so that they can track you know, how everyone's feeling and, and whether, whether a person's sick and, restrict, and literally restrict access to people who, are, who, who, are, who they're recording as not feeling well. Um, among the many things in that list are kind of meal services, you know, how meals are going to be conducted, uh, how rooms are going to be cleaned, etc. There, there is a lot in this list, and if you are subscribed to The Athletic, which again, highly suggest, um, the details in this are pretty extensive uh, and answer a lot of questions. Maybe not all the questions, maybe they raise new questions, but... They answer a lot of the details that we've been waiting for as far as the testing regime, how often players are tested, what kind of tests, what happens if there's a positive, what 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 happens to players, how players can interact with each other while they're on the campus setting, 
uh, the, the social distancing guidelines. The NBA is seemingly going to be permissive. They're not going to ban players from leaving the campus setting, but they will strongly recommend that they do not. There are reportedly planned outings uh, or, or available outings for players to go uh, to you know restaurants and clubs that on the Disney property, uh, as well as it, it appears a theme, a theme park trip to Animal Kingdom. Um, there's a lot on there's a lot on here, you know, including you know amenities that will be added to these hotels, including a, a, a players' lounge that will include ping pong tables and and NBA 2K and and a whole bunch of stuff. And all the protocols that will be involved, including a potential daily schedule and, and and how teams will go to back and forth between games. These details are all there now. The full plan, or at least as much of the plan as uh, as we've seen to this point, is is now on the table. And probably the most important thing in this plan is that the league will not penalize. Well, they will, but they will not have any overt penalty for players who choose not to not to play the rest of the season. In fact, the league says pretty clearly that attendance at this at the fit conclusion of the season is not mandatory, which I think is huge. Now, if you choose not to be at the at the game, your salary is going to be reduced pretty significantly. But again, it doesn't seem like the league wants to penalize players who feel uncomfortable with this whole situation. It is it's still something to, to wrap your head around, but I think what's important about all this and, and where we stand right now is, and again, maybe the, and the union maybe hasn't fi- done a final approval. We obviously don't have a schedule yet. We don't have anything really official aside from the, the outlines of the plan. What I think this does is it gives everyone all the information finally on what this is going to be like what the bubble is going to be like or what the campus setting is going to be like, what the day-to-day is going to be like, how the games are going to be set up, and how the NBA is going to do its best to keep the virus out of the bubble or out of the NBA once again. It's not perfect. Uh, I think the NBA has had to thread a very fine needle. That's 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 very difficult to thread. They... they kind of latched onto this idea and, and they're going for it, which, you know, I think you have to do at this point. But if you're not comfortable going, the NBA's not going to make you. And so, as I said the other day, no concern at this point is invalid. Every concern that the players have, that, that everyone has, is fair game. Taking attention away from social justice is fair game. That is a fair concern to have. These are important issues that affect NBA players directly, or the majority of NBA players directly. If a player is afraid of the virus and doesn't feel it's the right time to come kind of out of, you know, out of hiding or out of out of social isolation, that's perfectly valid. If someone is comfortable with all of this and wants to play, that's perfectly valid. But I think we have now, 
with this memo being circulated with these facts coming or with these facts coming out or, or these reports coming out about what life is going to be like now inside the campus setting. What we have now is information. And and as the saying goes, knowledge is power. Information is valuable. Information is power. And now the players have the information to make an informed choice, to make their decision on whether they are going to play or not the rest of this season. And as I said, there is no wrong choice here. The players should be able to make whatever choice they want to make. And now they have the information to make that choice. You know, if if a player decides he's not going to play, I, I don't think anyone should hold that against him. For whatever reason he decides to play or not to play. I, I think that we will see a conclusion to the NBA season. I I wouldn't be surprised if we do see some players and perhaps some prominent players decide to sit out. Especially maybe on the end of the scale where the Magic are at, where yeah, there's probably not a huge hope of getting out of the first round. Nothing would surprise me at this point. But the NBA is gung-ho and moving forward toward a resumption of the season on July 30th. By next week, players you know, players should have already reported back to their home cities. By next week, we should be entering Phase 2, which will allow head coaches back into the building uh, to, to work with players and to, to talk to players about their training. Uh, within a couple weeks after that, teams will begin heading to Disney in phased uh, phase stages, or the Magic will be staying at the Grand Floridian, if that matters, with with teams essentially in the same tier of uh, of the playoffs as they are. Um, essentially, the teams that are outside the playoffs will be staying at a, at the Yacht Club, um, which has an awesome water slide, if I remember correctly. Um, we used to we used to sneak into the to the beach and Yacht Club and and either a play in the free play arcade. Um, or B, go go on the awesome water slide they had have at that at that hotel. So, um, good t- good times at the Beach and Yacht Club uh, at Disney. Um, that's neither here nor there. Um, but now they have all the information in front of them to make that choice. And whatever choice each individual player makes, that is solely belonging to him. That is solely his choice. And it is the right choice, no matter what they decide. Because this is unprecedented times. Unprecedented situation. And frankly, there probably wasn't a right way for the NBA to do what they are doing. They're just simply doing their best. And all we can ask of the players is they do their best and assess who they are and what they want and what they're comfortable with moving forward. One thing I am personally not comfortable with, though, um, to, to make an awkward transition, is car parts. You know, I'm, I'm not a car person. I'm not usually someone that tries to fix my own car. I did once, and frankly, I felt overwhelmed. I was looking for, you know, I chipped some paint on my car. I was trying to see if I could paint it myself rather than go to, you know, the auto auto the dealership and have them like repaint the whole thing. And that was just so expensive. I thought maybe I could do it cheaper myself, but I got to the auto parts store and it was just so overwhelming. The choice. I wasn't sure I was getting the right thing. Um, it, you know, the, the, the guy at the, the counter tried to help me as best he could, but alas, 
It didn't look good. It, it was it was it was a complete disaster. I tried my best. But with rockauto.com, they have all the parts and all the information that you need to get the job done right. You know, I could have walked into that store and and not known what the right price was and and you know kind of gotten taken you know taken advantage of a little bit that that's always a concern when it comes to car parts well rockauto.com gets rid of all of that rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They will literally have every part you could need from control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know who sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com the NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So now that we have a little bit better of a sense of what life in the bubble is going to be like, and they don't want to call it a bubble, but in the campus setting and what what the league is going to kind of look like on a day-to-day basis for players, it's it's getting time to think about who's actually going to go to this thing. Um, you know, we you know we've already got the potential that the league is going to expand rosters to 17 players and potentially allow teams to replace injured players. It, it sounds like teams are only going to be allowed to bring about 35 to 40 people per team, including players and coaches. So you know, you got you know 15, potentially 17, 18 players, um, probably four, five coaches. Um, you know, you've got. A lot of people are, you know, that's already half your half your traveling party right there, um, and so it, it's getting to be a point where we're thinking about uh, about who goes uh, and and who benefits most from going. Now, obviously, when it comes to the Orlando Magic, one of the big questions that we had when when we left the season off is, you know, what's the status of the Magic's injured players? Um, it, it's been an injury filled season, no doubt, but. It always, you know, as the Magic were on that road trip to finish the, to that finish the, the the regular part of the season, Jonathan Isaac was starting to take jumpers again, or not take jumpers, but take set shots. He was starting to do some basketball activity. He was ramping up his recovery, and and he was cleared to travel with the team. Undoubtedly, this has been the number one question for Magic fans uh, since the season went on hiatus, and the in the you know three months that the season's been off. Fans have wondered, will Jonathan Isaac be able to return? 
generally we've kind of seen that for major injuries, it's for key players, they're not coming back. Kevin Durant's not coming back. Kyrie Irving's not coming back. John Wall is not coming back, it sounds like. Um, there's very few players that are actually that that actually had like extended injuries that appear to be set to go into the campus setting and, and to try and play again. It seems like teams are more willing to let those players finish off their recoveries uh, and make sure they're 100% rather than trying to rush them into what's frankly a very unknown situation. It sounds like there's even some players who have contract decisions coming up who are a little bit afraid of going into into the campus setting of for injury concerns, not not just the virus itself, but you know potential overuse injuries or you know being off so long, you know injuries. So there's there's definitely some there's definitely a lot of questions still to be answered. But Jonathan Isaac was on uh, ClickOrlando.com uh, or was on News Channel Six this weekend um, and, and spoke extensively about what's going on in the nation and 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 his charitable efforts around town as well as what Jump Ministries is doing which is the church he attends but he left this little nugget Jonathan Isaac said that he plans or that that the plan it seems is for him to join the team on the campus setting that he will be among the players the magic bring to Disney to the Grand Floridian uh to at least observe and be play some part um in the Magic's finale to the season, whether it's just kind of being around the guys again or being around the coaches to do on-court work uh, when they when he can uh, as part of his rehab. his It seemed like his belief and his understanding was that he would be there. He also added that, you know, he is continuing to rehab, he's continuing to work hard, and if he is cleared to play... He would like to play, but he didn't seem like he was pushing that matter very hard. If he isn't, he said it would suck, but I'll get ready for the 2021 season nonetheless. The going statement from the Magic Brass has been that they do not expect Jonathan Isaac to be ready to play. Uh, Jeff Weltman, after the uh, return to play plan was announced, was asked this question on the, uh, during his media rounds, and he said that you know Isaac continues to work hard on his rehab, He's been off as much as everyone else. Isaac even, I think, said Isaac even said in the in the interview with uh, News Channel Six that the coronavirus really upended everything. That the coronavirus really put a halt to everything that he was doing uh, as far as his recovery and as far as his uh, rehab because he wasn't able to go to the Ma- to the Magic's training facility. He wasn't able to continue kind of basketball training and basketball related activities. He kind of had to do stuff on his own, which I have no doubt Isaac worked hard and and did all he could, but. There's only so much you can do in that situation. So, the Magic have essentially said that they don't expect Isaac to be back. But that, like Isaac's statement, leaves the door slightly open. Not very much. Not a whole lot. Enough for some light to come through. Look, the Magic shouldn't play Jonathan Isaac unless they are 120%, not even 110, 120% sure that he is healthy and ready to play. There is zero reason to risk injury, to risk re-aggravating that injury and potentially losing him for part of the 2021 season because there's going to be a quick turnaround here and obviously it is a contract year now for Jonathan Isaac next season. There is no reason for the Magic to risk Isaac at all, unless they are so certain that he can't get hurt, 
that he's essentially healthy, that they don't even have to think about it. But clearly, they're not ready to close the door on this season yet. Isaac certainly isn't, and, and I like that he isn't. I think he should be a competitor. I think he should be wanting to get back out there as soon and as safely as possible. And frankly, you know, the magic should be open that if the opportunity comes, because this campus setting could get weird. There could be weird play- playoff results. There's, there's no denying or no hiding from that. Things could get strange. In the last two lockout seasons, in 99 and, and 2012, the eight seed beat the one seed in the playoffs. The Knicks beating the Heat in overtime in Game 5 in 99, and of course Derrick Rose tearing his ACL in Game 1, and Philadelphia winning that series uh, against the Bulls in, in, in 2012. Things can indeed get weird, and if they do get weird, it'll you know having your best, having your most talented player in Jonathan Isaac certainly helps. But at this point, I would not expect that to happen. At this point, I expect Isaac's season is done. I expect the Magic really to have no intention of him playing this the rest of the season, even if he is ninety nine percent healthy or one hundred percent healthy. Again, I think it would have. I think it would take literally them feeling confident that that, inj- that that injury is so healed that it's not even worth thinking about. That's a big, big ask, especially when you're probably going to be spending uh, early July away from the Amway Center and away from the medical equipment that they have there. But the door isn't completely closed. And I think that's a fine mindset to take at this point. We're coming up near the end of the show, and, and of course, I, I tend to record this a little bit late. It's sometimes tough for me to pick up my energy uh, for when, I, when I'm recording these shows and 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 get and kind of get to the level that I need to. You, you might have heard me suppressing a yawn. I, I'll cop to that uh, during the show here. Um, so when I need a little bit of an energy boost, I turn to you know kind of a quick protein bar to to get me going. I mean, protein is still the best place to get energy over carbs, over fat. You know, over chocolate, you know, you know, you know, protein bars are the best way to to healthily get energy, and and that's what's great about built bars. They combine, you know, kind of those not great ways to get energy, you know, like chocolate, with the with the great energy that you get from a protein bar. Built bars are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Come in sixteen amazing flavors, covered all in chocolate, which is good. I like chocolate. Chocolate, you know, gives you that little sugar rush, which is good. Um, but protein bars help that sugar rush last a little longer and actually kind of give you a little bit more healthy energy, I would, I would suppose. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. So it's, it's not, you know, like it is a candy bar, but not a real candy bar. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. I'm digging myself a hole on this, on this read. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Check out the peanut butter brownie bar. comes with 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, Three grams of sugar, three grams of net carbs. It is a great, great, great snack or meal replacement or whatever you need it to be. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Well, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Went a little shorter today, but not that short, much shorter. Um, we'll have a great, great episode coming up tomorrow on Locked On Magic. We're going to Dive back into magic history a little bit with a special guest. I'll tease that. So be sure to download tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. 
uh, for a little little deep little deep dive into magic history. It's, a, it's definitely something that I think uh, will be a fun discussion. We'll also talk a little bit about the upcoming NBA season as the person I'm talking to it does cover a team that will be in the bubble as well. So we'll talk about what's what the, what's going on with the NBA as well for uh, as as we continue to follow the news. But uh, if you want that podcast, you can subscribe wherever you download podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, uh, and of course, fo- follow me follow uh, the, for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. I'm gonna go eat a built bar because I am clearly dragging here. But uh, until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.